We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 17th, 2003. 2013, I'm sorry. 2003, that's a good one. Okay, next report is entitled... La Santa Muerte, Angel of Death cult spreading across the U.S. Now, you might recall I did a teaching on this before regarding the Santa Muerte death cult where they literally worshipped the angel of death in Mexico and all of the wonderful fruit that produced. You know, Well, actually, and I knew, and I said this during the teaching, I said it's just an inevitability where this is going to be imported and ex- exported right up to the U.S. And now it is. And here we're seeing... A lot of uh, proof of that. So, popular in Mexico and sometimes linked to the illicit drug trade, the skeleton saint known as Santa Muerte in recent years has found a robust and diverse following north of the border in America. Immigrant small business owners, artists, gay activists, isn't that surprising, and the poor, among them, many of them non-Latinos and not all involved in organized religion, clad in a black nun's robe, and holding a sieve in one hand, which is a nice touch. I mean, the nun's robe, the whole skeleton in a nun's robe. I mean, it's, 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 it's a nice touch. Um, holding a sieve in one hand, Santa Moarty appeals to people seeking all manner of otherworldly help, from fending off wrongdoing and carrying out vengeance, to stopping lovers from cheating and landing better jobs, and other secret protection for their drug shipments to ward off law enforcement. So, you know. It's amazing what this is being used for. Her growth in the United States has been extraordinary, said Andrew Chestnut, author of Devoted to Death, Santa Morarte, the Skeleton Saint. This is a book he wrote. Because you can't ask because you can ask her for anything, she has mass appeal and is now gaining a diverse group of followers throughout the country. She's the ultimate multitasker, the old Grim Reaper, you know? Exact numbers of her followers are impossible to determine, but they are clearly growing, Chestnut says. The saint is especially popular among Mexican-American Catholics. And again, as I've said this so many times, the Catholic death cult religion, because of the idolatry that's already set up, is so compatible with so many other cults, like voodoo, for instance. You do the stats on voodoo in in Haiti. Well, 99% of the people that practice voodoo 95% of them are Catholic. So, you know, it's totally compatible. And this is no different. Because you got your your idolatrous graven image bowing down to idols already set up within both cults. So, it's especially popular among the Mexican-American Catholics, rivaling that of St. Jude or the La Virgin de Guadalupe as a favorite for miracle requests. Because it's all about what can I get from whatever deity that I'm worshipping. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I want it all. You know? So that's what they're wanting. Miracle requests. Even as the Catholic Church of Mexico denounces Santa Muerte as satanic, experts say. My comment. The only reason the Catholic Church would say that is because this death cult is becoming too much competition for the Catholic death cult. And is cutting into her power, control, and profits. That's my little addition there. Her, her image has been used on prayer cards, citing vengeance and protection, which are sometimes found at the scenes of massacred bodies on shipments of drugs. So they, they leave their prayer cards of vengeance or whatever on the massacred bodies, which is a nice touch. U.S. Marshal Report Alt, Robert Altamont in West Texas said he's testified that Santa Morarte 
in at least five drug trafficking cases where her image aided prosecutors with convictions. Last year, Altamont testified that a Santa Morarte statue prayer card found with a kilogram of methamphetamine in a couple's car in New Mexico were, quote, tools of the trade for drug traffickers to protect them from law enforcement. I told you it's the drug traffickers that are using Santa Morarte on, on a huge level, but they take this so seriously that when they ship their drug trafficking things, they're literally using this, invoking this devil to protect them so that they don't get caught delivering their drugs. It's unbelievable. The testimony was used to help convict the couple of drug drug trafficking. Altamont has has visited, visited shrines throughout Mexico and given workshops to law enforcement agencies of this cult of this saint. Devotees say Santa La, Mar- La, La Santa Muerte has helped them find love, find better jobs, and launch careers. My comment: I am sure there are no strings attached by Satan to answering these misguided requests. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you pay now or pay later, but you're going to have to pay Satan at some point. If he gets you a job, it's, there's nothing for free here, okay? Because you're getting it through Satan. Gregory, Gregory Beasley Jr., who's 35 year old, years old, believes he landed an acting role on the show Breaking Bad and the 2008 movie Line Watch after a traditional... Mexican-American healer introduced him to La Santa Morarte uh, death cult. He said, quote, All my success I owe to her, he said. She cleansed me and showed me the way. End of quote. Cleansed me? No, she defiled you and showed you the way to hell, whether you want to admit that or not. Can you imagine what blasphemy? She cleansed me. How could something purely evil cleanse anything? All it can do is defile. It only has that power. But they're so deluded in their mind, they think they're being cleansed, I guess. Some devotees pray to the saint, saint, saint by building altars and offering votive candles, fruits, tequila, cigarettes, even lines of cocaine in some cases. Now, I've seen more than one report on this stuff where you will leave, like, whatever, cigarettes, Alcohol. I've heard of reports of even offering cans of beer to things like this and coming back the next day and the beer can's still there, but it's empty. And it's not been opened. Okay, I don't know how that works, but, I mean, the devil's pretty good at what he does. Okay? So I would imagine that if you leave a tequila, the the tequila class is probably going to be, you know, empty the next day or whatever. The cocaine's going to be gone. I don't know. They do this in exchange for wishes. Chestnut said a red La Santa Morarty, uh, her best-selling image, helps in matters of love. The gold ones aid with employment, and the white ones give protection. Meanwhile, a black one can provide vengeance. So if you want to get back at somebody, you get a black Santa Morarty. It gets the job done. So, um, one person named Vasquez Gonzalez, a Mexican immigrant and transgendered woman, says... She's my queen. How appropriate. A transgendered woman, man, she-male, or whatever he is, said, she's my queen. Yeah, you're probably right. She is your queen. Um, And this transgender woman oversees a large altar inside her queen's New York apartment. Against one wall of her bedroom altar is a tall 
sitting Santa Moriarty statue in a black dress surrounded by offerings of tequila. So, you know, there's nothing evil or wicked about this. This is all above board. Um, Gonzalez, who sports a tattoo of La Santa Moriarty on her back, holds an annual event in August in the Saints' honor. This is the transgendered woman with marachis and a feast. So it's a very, very festive. She goes on, or he, he goes on to say, he, she goes on to say, all I have to do is ask for her guidance and she provides me with what I need. What a great relationship. The origins of La Santa Morarte are unclear. Some followers say she is an incarnation of the Aztec goddess of death who ruled the underworld. Again, no red flags there. Some scholars say she originated in medieval Spain through the image of La Parca, which is a female grim reaper who was used by Catholic friars for the later evangelization of indigenous populations in the Americas. Now, again, here we go back to the Catholic Church. Catholic friars used this female Grin Reaper, known as La Parca, for evangelization of indigenous populations? I mean, I <laughs> sounds Christian to me. I mean, you know, right out of the old Bible playbook there. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. My comment, it looks like the Catholic Church created another monster. Because, I mean, if they initiated a lot of this garbage, look at the fruit of it now, you know? So anyway, for decades, though, La Santa Morarte remained on an underground figure in an isolated regions of Mexico and served largely as an unofficial Catholic saint that women called upon to help with cheating spouses. It wasn't until 2001 when a devotee unveiled a public La Santa Morarte shrine in Mexico City that followers in great numbers began to display their devotion for helping them with relationships and loved ones in prison. Economic uncertainty and a violent drug war against cartels that has claimed estimated 40,000 lives are also credited for La Santa Morarte's growth. People are going to this thing, this grim reaper, to protect them from all the wicked and violence, and yet they're going to something purely wicked and violent to get protection. Um... Oscar Hagelseeb, assistant special agent in charge for Homeland Security investigations in El Paso, said agents have found that most members of the Gulf and Zeta cartels mainly pray to Santa Morarty. So these are the most wicked, evil drug cartels, and they're mainly praying to this thing. No wonder they're so wicked and evil. Altars are very intricate. We have found some with food and others with blood from animals, which is a nice touch. You know, you always have to have the, the old blood sacrifice mixed in. Um, Kiko Torres, owners of Masks Imas, an art store in Albuquerque, said sales of La Santa Morarty statues, incense, and oils have skyrocketed in recent months. Now, remember what I said before about the whole land being defiled thing with the gays and, and, the, and the aborting babies? This is something else. When you see sales of the Grim Reaper and people literally having this as their chief religion. When you see those kind of sales, I mean, if they're skyrocketing, man, is that a bad sign of what's most likely ahead for America. Because, as I've said before, the backbone of the coming one world religion, whatever it is ended up ends up being called, the backbone will be witchcraft. And in the upper levels, obviously, high-level witchcraft. The power by which the Antichrist and the false prophet will derive will be high-level witchcraft. It will be witchcraft on a level we've never seen before. And this is just more proof of this, that we're, we're moving toward that. It's just amazing. It's unbelievable. So, one devotee 
Stephen Bragg, who's 36, year old, 36 years old, who said he was introduced to La Santa Muerte in 2001 and began to pray for her for a variety of different, different reasons, including a plea for a life companion. Now I'm thinking, man, if the angel of death sent you your wife, oh, there's going to be some serious strings attached to that one, you know? Now, just so you know, I've had an absolute total experience with the angel of death. And if you want to know more about that key in supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, um, I know all about the angel of death. Now, the angel of death is actually, the proper name is Azrael. Okay. They call it Santa Morarte. You've got all kind of other, other names or whatever. But I've had my dealings with this particular devil, uh, fallen angel, and so, I, I, this is kind of near and dear to me, this particular subject. So, I don't want to say a whole lot more about that. Just key in Supernatural at ContendingForTruth.com. You'll find it. So, recently, um, this man, this Stephen Bragg, 36, who was introduced to La Santa Marti in 2001, began praying to her for a variety of different reasons, including a plea for a life companion. Recently, the New Orleans man built a public chapel, New Orleans, which is where worship of Azrael... Actually, they had a museum built for her that was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. Um, so, but it's real, real big because New Orleans is voodoo capital of the United States. It's witchcraft central. It's it's gay, um, beyond gay friendly, uh, with all the stuff they do in the French Quarter. So, he built a public chapel to her and holds rosary services that attract about a dozen people. So, again, rosary. What does that imply? Catholic prayer beads which were actually originally derived from the Hindus. The Hindus had them as prayer beads. Um, they just stole that from the Hindus. He's on rosary services for this thing. And then he goes on to say, it's something I decided to do after all that La Santa Muerte has provided me. And then he, he goes on to say, she has never failed me. Oh, she's going to fail you. <laughs> whether, whether it's... If, if, if it's not this life, it's going to be the next, because you're going to believe how deluded and deceived you are. Pray this guy's soul gets saved, but I mean, when you're that far gone, man, it's, whew. Um, I got a few other links here, if you want to know more about it. It's called Devoted to Death, La Santa Morate, the Skeleton Saint. Um, then another one, Santa Morate's Mexico's Mysterious Saint of Death. And then Mexican Spiritualism, Spells and Rituals. Now, also I'm providing you the teaching that I did, it's a three-part teaching entitled Witchcraft in Mexico, Santa Morati Death Cult, Catholic Skull Worship, and the Catholic Inquisitions. And the, the third one I've already covered, and that's where we get into the Inquisitions. The first two are really the one where we get into Santa Morati. So if you want to hear those, I, I give you the link there. Um, next report. An act of terror which could plunge the entire Middle East into an all-out war has occurred on the most sensitive of all areas, the Temple Mount. Um, Jewish temple organizations demanded Sunday that the Prime Minister immediately establish an official commission of inquiry into Friday's events on the Temple Mount and the way the Temple Mount police handled them. The Temple Mount area has become the world's most sensitive religious center on earth. Jewish groups consider this area to be their most important religious symbol because God personally chose it to his temple. But Muslims believe that their prophet Muhammad ascended into heaven from the Temple Mount. This is why it's believed to be the third most holiest site in all of Islam. Okay? This is why the Muslims are always fighting with the Jews over that area. Okay? 
So the Muslims believe that the Prophet Muhammad ascended into heaven from the Temple Mount. In their commemoration, they have located the Dome of the Rock directly over the spot. They believe the second Jewish temple was located, and I guess where they believe Muhammad ascended. The only place, the only thing Muhammad did is descend into hell, where he is to this day. Okay, but just to clear that up. So they believe this was the spot where the second Jewish temple was located, a temple located by rampaging Roman soldiers in, um, a temple destroyed by rampaging Roman soldiers in 70 AD. Arabs know that Jews believe that their coming Messiah, which will be the Antichrist, will reveal, will rebuild, rebuild the temple, the third temple, on the holiest of holy spot. So in order to carry out this mission, the Jewish Christ must destroy the Dome of the Rock. Maybe, I don't know, I can't say 100% how that's all going to play out. I just don't know. Um, there's, uh, there's theories about this, so I'm not going to be dogmatic saying it's got to be that way. I just got a report today that mm, might actually contradict that. So, we'll see, we'll see. The bottom line is there's going to be a rebuilt temple there, though, in order for biblical prophecy to be fulfilled. So, going back to the main article. Therefore, Muslims regard any perceived movement in that direction to be tantamount to a declaration of war. And when I say I'm not sure about the Dome of the Rock, I'm not saying the Dome of the Rock's not going to go. I just don't know exactly how that's going to happen. That process might be... It could come about by a couple different ways. So, um, Muslims regard any perceived movement in that direction to be of tantamount to a declaration of war. So, in other words, if they have any perception that the Dome of the Rock is being threatened, the Muslims say that's, that's tantamount to a declaration of war from the Jews. Numerous riots have broken out in the past three decades on or around the Dome of the Rock as Muslims seek to protect their center of worship. For the first time ever, they said firebombs were thrown at police on the Temple Mount by Muslims. And one policeman caught fire. Now, I, I sent out a video not too long ago of these, there were Hasidic Jews walking down the street in Jerusalem and these Muslims were coming up to them and just taking their hats and popping them in the face and, and tripping them and doing all this stuff to them. And I'm like, wow, this is going on in Jerusalem. The Muslims are getting so out of control and bold. you know. So videos posted by Muslims show police refraining from quelling the violence. So the police are now being like, oh no, we don't want to do too much. To might, we might incite the Muslims. Everybody's always worried about placating the Muslims. And all that does is embolden them in their, in their wickedness. So, um, the temple, in private conversations, policemen describe feelings of humiliation and betrayal by their commanding officers. Secular Israeli authorities have always acted to placate the Muslims in this regard. In other words, I guess they were being told by their superiors, no, 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 no don't, don't, kind of back off on this, you know. Don't, don't incite the Muslims. Let them do whatever they want. Let them throw, throw firebombs on you, you know. Where's it end? They have reacted slowly and with great restraint as they do not want to trigger an all-out regional war. But the time is coming when all this restraint will be finished and Israel welcomes her new Messiah. Unfortunately, it's going to be the Antichrist. Listen to the description of the route which Israel's new David, this is the new Messiah, this is the Antichrist, will take as he is welcomed to Jerusalem as their conquering hero. Now, here, remember I read from the Armageddon script before, the book about the, the whole regional war thing? the whole nuclear thing that's going to come from North Korea. This is the same book. This is a quote from that same book. And it says, 
Quote, this is on page 233 to 235. It may be possible for the new David, this is the Antichrist, to ride into Jerusalem in all his replendent resplendent majesty. Note the word ride on as a donkey predicted in Zechariah 9.9. Now, could you imagine if they had the Antichrist riding in Jerusalem on a donkey to fulfill prophecy? They're going to try to fulfill as many prophecies as they possibly can to mirror, you know, whatever the Bible predicted, even though Jesus Christ already did that, you know. But they're going to try. So Zechariah 9.9, it would seem advisable for the new Messiah to repeat it, meaning to repeat evidently what Jesus did, donkey and all. The processional route will, of course, lie directly across the Kidron Ravine, as close as possible to the Temple Mount. He must be duly enthroned and anointed with oil, in token of Psalm 45, 6, and 7, amid the rubble of the Dome of the Rock. Now, they're saying the Dome of the Rock is going to be destroyed. And that would be a violent thing. And obviously, I would probably lean toward that. I just don't want to be too dogmatic about how they're going to get rid of the Dome of the Rock. I don't know. The reason I say that is because in order for the Muslims to follow the Antichrist, if they totally destroy the, the Dome of the Rock in a violent way, I don't see how the Muslims are going to follow that same Christ for the Jews. They're all going to have to follow him together. The world has to have a coming one world religion united. So they're all going to have to get on the same page at some point. Maybe it'll come later. I don't know. It's hard to say. Hard to be real dogmatic. Um... So this is what a new ager is saying. That the new David, essentially the Antichrist, is going to come into Jerusalem on a donkey, fulfilling Zechariah 9.9, and will be duly enthroned and anointed with oil, amid the the rubble of the Dome of the Rock. I don't know. I mean, I I sure wouldn't, I'm I'm sure not going to say it couldn't happen. Because the Antichrist is going to try to really, you know, do a a bang-up job. With all, the, uh, with all of his plans. So, note, the Illuminati plans to reduce the Dome of the Rock when their Messiah arrives so that the third Jewish temple can be erected. This plan is in full sync with Bible prophecy, absolutely, which clearly states the Antichrist will rebuild the temple. Bottom line is, is in order for um, the Antichrist to come in and proclaim himself to be God and to commit what Daniel refers to as the abomination of desolation, there has to be a rebuilt temple, which we don't have right now. But there, yet there is a institution over there called the Temple Institute, and I'm on their email list, and they're they're like chomping at the bit to get that temple rebuilt. They've already got all the priestly garments, they've already got tons of the implements that are needed in the temple, already made, already done. The the whole I saw the the uh, menorah, the, the big menorah that they've got that they've already done for use in the temple. They've already got it on display. You could go over there to Jerusalem, I think, and see this stuff. I don't know I don't know if it's open to the public right now, but I know there's certain days they have it open to the public. So, I don't know. Um, watch events as Israel carefully, in, in Israel carefully, as they are occurring precisely as prophecy dictates. Praise the Lord. Also, I give you my teachings regarding the subject. Uh, third Temple update, rabbis pushing for Temple Mount sacrifices. And then I have another one on the rebuilt temple, where we get into the actual Bible verses that talk about the temple having to be rebuilt. In that, So, next report. Uh, Ahmadinejad elevates Chavez to a Messiah status. He is returning to the earth with Jesus and the 12th Imam. Okay, this just came out. We're covering a lot of stuff today here. 
the chummy relationship between Ahmadinejad, who is the Iranian president, and the late Hugo Chavez is no secret. But the depth of the Iranian president's affection and indeed reverence for the deceased Venezuelan leader might take some by surprise. Ahmadinejad declared Wednesday a national day of mourning for all Iranians while simultaneously elevating Chavez to a martyr status, one on par with Jesus Christ, who is considered a prophet in Islam. Now, I've said before, the Muslims are expecting their awaited savior, the Imam Mahdi, or the 12th Imam, to come back with Jesus Christ. Their version of Jesus. Not the Jesus Christ of the Bible, their version. Okay? Chavez has actually now been elevated to a martyr-like status on par with Jesus Christ, who is considered a prophet in Islam. And Islam's 12th Imam, the last of the 12th Imams who Shiites believe to be mankind's ultimate savior. Of Chavez, the Iranian leader said, quote, I have no doubt that he will return. <laughs> he ain't going to return, he's an L. But anyway, I have no doubt that he will return, along with the righteous Jesus and the perfect human meaning the perfect human, meaning the 12th imam, their awaited savior. Okay, So this guy is that off his rocker that he's predicting this. He believes he is going to be one of the actual, like a John the Baptist to the Imam Mahdi, to their awaited savior. That's what Ahmadinejad believes he is. He's like John the Baptist. He's heralding him in. The, the guy's got no shortage of ego. Shared ideologies... And geopolitical foes is one thing. Elevating a South American dictator to the same status as essentially one's messiah is quite another. Nonetheless, this is how deep Ahmadinejad's adoration apparently runs for Chavez. During his condolence message, Ahmadinejad said Chavez was a martyr. A martyr for who? Satan? I mean, who did he die for? <laughs> his own self-centeredness? He was a martyr to his own self-centeredness, you know? He said Chavez was a martyr who died of a suspect illness. Chavez, of course, re enjoyed immense popularity in Iran, having made no less than 13 visits to the, public, to the Islamic Republic during a span of 13 years. Oh, isn't that interesting? He made 13 trips in 13 years. Hmm. Uh, Hugo Chavez is known to all nations. His na <laughs> this is a quote from Ahmadinejad. <laughs> this is unbelievable. He says of Chavez, Hugo Chavez is a name known to all nations. His name is a reminder of the cleanliness and kindness, bravery, dedication, and tireless efforts to serve the people. And he should have said to destroy the people, but anyway. And then he goes on to say, especially the poor. This guy's done more to destroy that country than anybody probably is, is history ever. He's created more poor than he's ever helped. But anyway, he says, especially the poor and those scarred by colonialism and imperialism. End of quote. This is how deluded Ahmadinejad is. Then Ahmadinejad explained, uh, this. he explained this prior to calling the Venezuelan leader, Chavez, a prophet. So, we're talking one deluded dude that would say something like that. Now, there's a link that I supply you with, and it says, what was life really like under Hugo Chavez? We show you the, bruta the brutally honest facts. So there's, then there's another one that gives you more factual information about this guy. 
Because he was pure evil. Next report. The U.S. supply Islamic terrorists with the help of the Saudi king. Now here's a picture of Barack Hussein Obama in the White House. You wouldn't even know it was in the White House because it looks like it's in some Islamic center. But he's in the White House bowing before the leader of the Islamic kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It shows a picture of him bowing and shaking his hand and receiving this award. Um, Muslim brethren stand united. How wonderful. Because he's Muslim. One of the first things Obama did after being lifted into the Oval Office in 2008 was to pay the Islamic Kingdom a visit. There, Obama was crowned by the Islamic King and given an Islamic Medal of Honor. So, there's the pictures of it right there. The U.S.-Saudi nexus is an unholy alliance used to sponsor Islamic terror. The United States has coordinated a massive airlift of arms to Syrian rebels from Croatia with the help of Britain and other European states, despite the continuing European arms embargo it was claimed yesterday. According to a Croatian newspaper, 3,000 tons of weapons dating back to the former Yugoslavia have been sent in 75 plane loads from, from Zagreb airport to the rebels largely via the Jordan, since November. The story confirmed the origins of ex-Yugoslav weapons seen in growing numbers in rebel hands in the online videos, as described last month by the Daily Telegraph and other newspapers, but suggests far bigger quantities than previously suspected. Now, here's the comment of the author that put this out. The U.S.-Saudi nexus is the largest sponsor of terrorism in the world. The Islamic Kingdom has the cash... And Washington has the global military machinery to be used. For secular Russia, this unholy alliance is a huge problem. Moscow has always seen the secular military dictatorship in Syria as one of its key allies in the Middle East. When Washington gives the Islamic terrorists weapons to fight with and fight the Russian-supported Bashar al-Assad regime, it creates tensions. This report about the U.S.-Saudi nexus is just yet another proof that the American population has been royally deceived by Barack Hussein Obama. So again, we're just funding Islam like crazy and again, putting our puppet dictators in whatever country they, they deem to topple and then that, that, public, that um, dictatorship is always much more Islamically radical than the last one. That way, when they all launch on Israel, they're going to be a lot more radical and um, a lot more committed to what they call jihad or holy war in Islam. And they're also going to be more beholden to the United States because we created them, or helped to create them, unfortunately. So, next report. Air Force Chaplain awarded Bronze Star for PowerPoint teaching. Um, This is unbelievable. An Air Force Chaplain has been awarded the Bronze Star for his service in crafting an especially good PowerPoint about how to treat Islamic religious materials with sensitivity. This is from the Ohio Daily uh, Dayton Daily News. For his effort, Lieutenant Colonel John Trainer received the prestigious Bronze Star, a medal given for heroic or meritorious achievement in connection with operations against an armed enemy. I mean, that's how you get the Bronze Star. Heroic or meritorious, meritorious achievement in connection with operations against an armed enemy. He did this for, for crafting a PowerPoint on how to treat Muslim material sensitively. I mean, this is insane. 
he did it with a PowerPoint presentation. The piece explains that the trainer also helped... Um, yeah, his last name's Trainer. He explains that Trainer also helped teach service members just how wide the breadth of their sensitivity had to be covering what constitutes Islamic religious material in the first place. He said, quote, when a Muslim writes down even a few verses in the Quran on a piece of paper, he told the paper, that immediately that gets the same protected status as a Quran. We've just got to go out of our way to, to just do anything we can do to placate these wonderful Muslims that are bent on, you know, the destruction of the Jews and anybody who's actually an, in, an infidel and have waged holy war on that. And we're going to see that soon enough in the United States when their sleeper cells are unleashed. I've been reporting on that for years. But the Bronze Star is the U.S. military's fifth most prestigious combat award. It's a combat award. And this guy got it for a, a PowerPoint. And can be awarded for acts of merit or valor in a combat zone. <laughs> How did he get this? <laughs> Why not just give him the Congressional Medal of Honor? You know? Alright, I think this is the last article here. Yeah, it is. Okay. And, again, we've really covered a diverse amount of things today. And um, this last one, we're going to majorly shift gears once again. And we're going to cover, it's entitled, it, this is from a New Age Chandler. Okay, this whole thing. I'm not saying I buy into this or I agree with this. I'm telling you, this is what the high-level New Agers have been saying, and they've been saying it for a long, long time. And it lines up, though, with a lot of the teachings I've done previously on the great deception that is going to be coming. And this is this really, in particular, is having a lot to do with the whole UFO phenomenon. Okay, I think we're going to have deceptions on a lot of different levels. This one is particularly on the whole Ascended Master UFO phenomenon, which will have a lot to do with Antichrist and False Prophet. Hollywood has not spent the billions that it has in other factions of society to brainwash us about this subject for no reason. There's got to be some reason behind it. So, this is a New Age Chandler, Catherine E. May. And it's entitled, Spaceships and Their 20 Million Inhabitants Getting Ready to Uncloak, with a question mark. She starts out by saying, Our dear loved ones, the time is coming close when you will learn much about the so-called UFO activity, which has been systematically hidden from you for almost 100 years now. Now, when this stuff does start to go down, as I've said before, the New Agers are going to be the ones that look like they're really the, the, the smartest guy in the room. You know, they're going to be the ones that kind of come out smelling like a rose, whereas most Christians are going to be like jaw down to here and they're not going to know what's going on and they're going to be like, why didn't my pastor ever address or broach the subject? You know, because anyway, most of them at least. This, okay, so I'm going back to the channeling now. This was not in order to prevent panic, as they say, meaning hiding the whole UFO phenomenon. If your leaders had simply told you the truth, there would have been no panic, disbelief, perhaps, but not panic. Many among you have suspected for a long time that it is more likely than not that there is intelligent life in the universe beyond your shores. But the implications of visitors with high technology who might be friendly was not something that the powers that be, the industry and the religious leaders did not see. The religious leaders are going to be blamed in droves because they're going to be like, listen, when they do all their, their garbage and when they come out for their big debut, they're going to be like, they were the ones covering all this stuff up. Your religious leaders, 
Why wasn't this in the Bible anywhere? Why didn't they tell you about this? Why didn't they warn you? They're the bad guys. That's how it's going to look. And, and so this is what they're saying. The industry and the religious leaders did not want to allow new technologies which would put them out of business. Now again, the whole thing with the UFO movement, there's huge swaths of people. Some of them just secular. Some of them New Agers. The main thing they are 100% obsessed with about the whole UFO thing is the technology. They want disclosure. It's called disclosure. When the government comes and says, okay, listen, we've been working with these entities for years. We didn't think you could handle the truth. Now we're going to fully disclose that to you. Big, gigantic cover-up. Been going on for a long time. And I've, I got into that in a teaching I did on, the, it's called the Grenada Treaty. You might want to look that up. Grenada, just came Grenada in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Going all the way back to at least the 40s, this has been going on. Um, but when all that goes down, there's going to be a lot of um, like New Agers coming out and saying, see, this is what we said was going to happen. And this has been hidden from you. We actually have the truth. We actually have the truth on all levels, religiously, politically, economically. And we are going to show you, and also these people that are so obsessed with this technology, they're going to sell their soul. To get this technology. Guaranteed they're going to sell their soul. They're already coming out saying. We don't care what you got to do. We just want the technology. So that's a big motivation for a lot of people. So she goes on to say in her channeling. It is a very old story. About these people of the earth. That have tried to suppress this information. The 13 families who control the wealth. Could not do so. If there was interference from the enlightened beings. Who are here to help. So in other words, the 13 families that run the earth, the Illuminati, okay, which there is a lot of truth in that. And again, this is lies commingled with truth. So I'm, I'm here to kind of be your interpreter regarding this information. They're saying, listen, these 13 families, they're bad. They've been here to suppress you, repress you. They're the ones that have given you all the modern religions. They're the ones that have lied to you. We are enlightened beings. We are your creators. We're here to help you. But they have hindered us in this, in this action. Now we're going to bring this wonderful world of peace, this new world order to you, and everything's going to be just Jim Dandy, just as long as you take the mark in your right hand and your forehead. You know, So... She goes on to say, well, it will no longer be possible for them to prevent the information from coming to you. The ships, meaning the UFOs, and their 20 million inhabitants are standing at the ready to uncloak and make themselves seen. Now, is that all what, what they did on V, that miniseries? All of a sudden, you got some mile-wide ship above all the major cities in the world. You think that's going to intimidate a lot of people? I think people are, you know, well, anyway, it's saying the ships and their 20 million inhabitants are standing at the ready to uncloak and make themselves seen. They will then retreat. Now, would it be better that I never got into any of this information, regardless of if it actually happens or not? I do personally think it's probably going to. I think Satan has this type of technology to his disposal. Um, but would it be better for me to have never got into this information and to totally have left you in the dark for the fear of me being labeled or present you the possible scenario that, hey, if this happens, guys, at least we know the truth. We know what's behind it. We know. Hopefully it won't, but I'm just saying, I want to like warn you either scenario. I want to be here to warn you. So, um, then it says, they, meaning the 20 million inhabitants and their ships, will then retreat to show everyone that they are not here to do harm. Oh, so they're going to they're gonna uncloak and then they're going to regress. Oh, we don't mean you any harm. 
We just want to kind of show you what we're all about. At the same time, representatives there on the ground are preparing to introduce the evidence of the advanced civilizations who are represented by the ships and make it public next month. Now, you look at the research I've done on Maitreya and the, the Ascended Masters. I give you all the links to those teachings at the bottom. They're the ones that are saying they're in control of this, what I just said. These ships and their 20 million inhabitants. They're going to be the emissaries. So could you imagine if these things literally uncloaked? Whether it's a holographic lie or whether it's a real ship, I don't know. They uncloak and then they regress back. Everybody's freaked out. And then all of a sudden these enlightened beings show up and say, hey, we, we represent these guys in the sky. and We want to be your friends. We're actually your creators. And, you know, things have gone wrong. You know, you're our little science project and you've messed things up. And we've got to come back and straighten things out. But we're here to help you. Um, this is the scenario I see potentially happening. So, they're going to be, um, they're going to be, she's saying, and again, I don't put any credence to any kind of timeline, but they're saying they're preparing to introduce in the evidence of advanced civilizations who are represented by these ships and to make it public next month. Well, we'll see, you know. I am, as you know, I am not one to date set, okay, or make like dogmatic predictions unless it's biblical, unless it's biblically carved in stone, we know like there's going to be a rebuilt temple. Okay, I'll be dogmatic about that. But I'm not going to be dogmatic about, yes, they're going to uncloak on the 17th. So let's all have our tinfoil hats on that. You know, I'm not going to do that. Anyway, it says, there will be hearings which will present the evidence so that the people can be given reassurance of many years of past contacts and help that has already been given to your planet from your star brothers and sisters. Isn't that special? This will begin to set the scene by releasing information gradually in a calm public setting. Because they don't want to give us too much. They don't want to overwhelm us. They want to kind of spoon feed it to us. You see, They're going to rewrite history. Guaranteed. Okay, One of the main things they're going to do is going to be, they're going to focus on Jesus Christ. They've said this before. They're going to focus on Jesus Christ. And they're going to try to totally disprove his whole ministry, his whole life on this planet. They're going to say Jesus Christ was one of us. Hey, in fact, here he is. He looks just like that guy's in, in the pictures you got on your walls, even though that was given to us by Michelangelo in the Catholic Church. Here's the guy. It's the long-haired Sanand Emmanuel, hippie, master Jesus guy. And he's with us. See? Yeah. I mean, I said the Muslims are expecting him to come back with their Imam Mahdi. He's one of the ascended masters. He's one of the lower ones. And all that stuff that happened on the cross, that never really happened. Actually, Jesus was whisked off the cross, even if they admit to that, and he married Mary Magdalene. And they went up and they migrated up, and this is the whole Holy Blood, Holy Grail garbage. A lot of that I think the Da Vinci goes based on. And he migrated up into uh, like Scotland, Ireland area, and they had kids. And this is where the Merovingian bloodline actually comes from. He actually has a bloodline. So, you know, this is what they believe. So, I don't exactly know exactly what story they're going to say. I'm trying to give you a compilation of a lot of different things I've learned over the years. So, Going further, uh, she goes back to her channeling. You see, every detail of the events to come have been planned and discussed at length by the galactic councils in order to assure the most orderly and least traumatic introduction of the evidence to the people at large. The most disturbing part of this evidence will be the revelation of how selfishly the precious knowledge was guarded and only used by a few to profit from. These hearings are in sync with criminal hearings, which are being conducted on good old Cirrus 1, one of my favorite planets, 
you know, where, as you know, the Pope and the Queen and many others are already being tried for crimes against humanity. Okay, whatever you say. We are trying to release information gradually in order not to create havoc, but to allow everyone to absorb the truth little by little. This is the reason for the secrecy in the initial arrests. So anyway, they say that they've actually used clones or something to replace the leaders who are now being arrested and removed. Listen, I don't know about any of that garbage. I don't know if any of this is even going to happen. I just want to give you the big picture. If any of this does go down, you're not like on your heels saying, what's going on here? I don't, I don't ever remember Scott talking about any of this or anybody else for that matter. Um, this is what they have been saying for a long time. And so let's go further. Back to the old channeling. We have also had to slow down this process somewhat because of serious interference from the dark ones. Now, here we get into the whole alien, good alien, bad alien, good cop, bad cop. See, there's some dark forces and they're bad and we're fighting against them because you always got to have the Hegelian dialectic going on. You always got to have that. And so problem, reaction, solution. So now they've got these dark ones that they're fighting, and they're the bad aliens, and we're going to save you from them. But you got to come to us to get saved. Okay, They're all on the same team, though. All has been carefully orchestrated to minimize the traumatic impact on society at this crucial time. As the universe is preparing for your final ascension into the fifth dimension. What's that song? This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Okay, This is the coming New World Order, where, as Satan said in Genesis 3, ye shall be as gods. This is the exact same thing they're saying. It's the same satanic lie, just repackaged. As the universe is preparing for your final ascension into the fifth dimension. Our intention is to help all this smooth the way, so that when the time comes, all citizens of Mother Gaia will be informed, calm, fully awake and comfortable with the idea of stepping calmly, this is a good one, stepping calmly into the levitation beam to join all your friends and neighbors from all of Gaia. Yeah, that's one beam I would not step into if I was you. Okay, unless you want to wind up on the dinner table. Oh, sorry. Anyway, and from every planet inhabited by your human relatives. So we've got human relatives everywhere, I guess. I just didn't know that. What a homecoming it will be. Yeah, right. There will be additional surprises and pleasures to greet you when you arrive on your ships. Oh, I bet there will be. I bet there'll be a lot of, you know, if you go by the V series, we're, we're what's for dinner, you know? And that's, that's been repeated over and over in a lot of whole scientific, uh, sci-fi shows. We are the main course. Anyway, your memories will return of all your previous incarnations. Oh, good. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad. You know, I'm gonna finally remember all these past lives I lived. One is a dung beetle. One is a shrew, and I don't know, another one, I'd probably a disembodied spirit or something, I don't know. Anyway, your memories of your previous incarnations, you will be given vision to understand the things you were hidden from in your third and fourth dimension experiences, and you will be given strong and young, healthy bodies. Healed of all infirmities with which to continue your incarnated adventures. So, I mean, hey, they're offering everything here. It's like the big satanic carrot. You know, hey, we're going to give you a young body, you're not going to have any diseases, you're going to be able to remember all your past lives, you're going to be able to continue in your incarnated adventures, footloose and fancy free, romping through the universe. You know, what more could you want in life? You know, everything's going to be given to you. They will be quite different bodies, 
when the transformation is complete with higher intelligence. Hey, you have a you're you're like a brainiac. You're going to use all your brain now. Expanded and modified DNA. Oh yeah, the DNA is going to be real modified. You're not even going to be human anymore. Guess what? You're going to be like a reptile or something. And the power of manifestation as is, as it is experienced in higher dimensions. Uh, what you think you create. So now we'll be able to like, you know, create whatever we think right in front of us. So hey, where do I sign up? I mean, what's not the like? Yes, all of this will be yours and more, dear children. I mean, this is such garbage. This is like Satan just like telling you exactly what you would want, like a new ager, exactly what they would want to hear and more. It says... This will all be yours and more, dear children. An end to the struggling and suffering. No more wars or poverty. No more competition or hardship. Instead, an atmosphere of unconditional love. A chance to fulfill your expression of your talents and skills without interference or limiting conditions. You will be able to visit whomever you wish without the need of an airplane. That's a good one. So we can just, I guess, teleport ourselves... Halfway across the universe, like instantly. I mean, what more could you want? Uh, you can eat whatever you wish. So, hey, if you're a junk food junkie, you could just subsist on, like, pizza and Doritos all day long and drink, you know, gobs of beer, too, while you're at it. So, anyway, eat whatever you wish or not uh, without having to depend on a, on a grim, gr- grimy grocery store. And best of all, meet and get to know your own true twin flame, which is the other half of your soul. I wasn't aware I was missing half my soul. I didn't know that. So anyway, that's good to know. Anyway, the other half of your soul and the light of your life. It's the light of my life I never even knew existed. This is great. This is more like stand-up comedy. Together, you will celebrate, rejoice, plan your good works, and your continuing path to higher dimensions. <laughs> this has got me one of the most hilarious things I've ever read. Your own sojourn on the ships, which will find you will find most comfortable and educational. I guess all the seats are first class, I imagine. Anyway, many are larger than your cities. Well, I guess with that type of room, I guess they could have first class seats. Anyway, filled with parks and greenery and conveniences you could not even imagine. I mean, we're going to go on spaceship, guys. Once we step into the levitation beam, they're going to have parks and all kind of fun stuff, you know? Um, Maybe they have seesaws. I I don't know. Monkey bars. You will eventually be returned in your fifth dimensional bodies to the new Gaia, the new Mother Earth, okay? Which will not be grieved and will be cleansed and restored to a paradise that was long ago forgotten. Oh, you mean like when sin entered in at the Garden of Eden? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to provide that, though, Satan. There you will begin anew to build the kind of civilization you have dreamt about in your most hopeful moments. It will be filled with magic that will surpass Harry Potter's world. How appropriate to bring in Harry Potter, high-level witchcraft, into this scenario. Hmm. Without the dark forces which have turned your dreams into nightmares. (laughs) This sounds like some, like, infomercial for, like, some New Age Gaia Satan dude, you know, getting you to sign the dotted line here. We are your creators, dear ones. Ah, here we go. They are creators. Hmm, imagine that. We have looked forward to this glorious day when we could provide you with the fabulous riches and pleasures we had waiting for you. 
gosh. I mean, this is so unbelievable. So, I mean, talk about, you know, uh, embellishing the story here. Now, when it says, we are your creators, dear ones, again, I've covered the subject in death. This, this is actually known as the ancient astronaut theory. I call it the ancient astronaut lie. Okay, did a whole teaching on this. I give you the link right here. Uh, it's called the Ancient Astronaut Lie: The Shocking Origin of Intelligent Design Theory. Because this is what actually intelligent design is based on—not the God of the Bible, but actually these supposed space aliens that came millions of years ago and seeded our planet with life. And this is what they're going to say when they make their big debut—that they are our creators, and that we, the Bible, is totally invalid, and all the holy books are only got it partially right, and that you know man messed it up. So, we only need for you to awaken and put your own energies into envisioning it with us while you are there in your human bodies. You have all known about this and made your contracts to be here at this, this is, this is rich, this part. So, he, they're basically saying here, we instinctively know all the stuff that I said. We already know. We already knew this deep down. It says, you have made you have all known about this and made your contracts to be here on this earth at this time with full knowledge of the difficulties and delights you would experience. Behind the veil of forgetfulness, you have labored without knowing what was even to come. But many of you have sensed the changes and the feeling of the rising heartbeat of dear Gaia. Be ready for increased blasts of love energy which will inspire and lift all of you out of doubt and cynicism. Open your hearts to the warmth, and you will receive on March 27th and beyond. So 10 more days, guys. We've got to wait 10 more days till we hit the levitation beam. Anyway, uh, this will be the beginning of the great shift, but it will all depend upon you. Now, um, I've talked about Maitreya. When he said, and he claims to be everything, you know, like the Lex Luger of wrestling all in one package, the total package. He claims to be, you know, the, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, their awaited savior, the, the Krishna to the Hindus, their awaited savior, the fifth um, Imam Mahdi to the Muslims, their awaited savior, the Messiah to the Jews, and the Christ to the Christians, okay? He's claiming to be all that in one. He says on what he terms as the day of declaration, that every man will hear his voice in their own language telepathically. And that they're going to have this unbelievable feeling of like flooding with love and all these emotions and oh, it's going to be just better than anything since sliced bread and it's going to be wonderful. And this reminds me of that. I think they're going to use some type of mass hypnotic mind control technologies that man possesses, okay? Like Sound of Silence, Harp, Gwen Towers, who knows what else, okay? Coupled with fallen angelic spirits amplifying or helping this process along, and it may very well play out that way. And again, I think this is part of the strong delusion that God said he was sending in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This is why it's so important you're prepared to deal with something like this, because if you've never heard of any of this before, and this stuff all starts to going down, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Jesus Christ even said that in Matthew 24, 24. So, we got to be on guard about this type of garbage because the Bible talks about, um, you know, not being ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. This is purely 
a potential device of Satan to deceive humanity, and we do not want him to get an advantage of us. So this is why it's good to at least know about this. Okay, I'm not saying to buy into this, but to know about it is another thing. So they're saying, uh, open your hearts to the warmth that you will receive on March 27th and beyond. This is the beginning of the Great Shift. They have that in capital letters. But it will all depend upon you. Because what their whole theory is, is they're gonna, they're, they admit that there's going to be, be people that don't buy into this garbage. Okay? Most likely born-again Christians. And those ones will have to be either re-educated or moved to a different dimension or different universe to undergo further re-education or possibly extermination. Anyway, so yes, dear children of our hearts, remember, our God is the God of the universe. Their God is Satan. So, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthen us. There is going to be a remnant that God uses mightily on this planet, okay? And I believe that remnant is going to be most likely an educated remnant. They're not going to be like ignorant of Satan's devices and have no clue about any of this stuff and being destroyed for lack of knowledge and just not have a clue when all this stuff's going down. It's going to be hard for God to use somebody like that because of their mindset. You know, they're just going to be like, whoa, what's going on? I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm not saying he's not going to get people up to speed, but um, going further, it says, yes, dear children of our hearts, we have wanted this for you for eons. Oh, they only want the best for us. Satan only wants the best. But we could not make it true until you asked us to provide it. Now, set aside your nightmares and rejoice. You, with the help of the light workers, the, when they refer to light workers, they're referring to people, witches, warlocks, high level occultists on planet Earth that are literally invoking this garbage and doing mass witchcraft ceremonies on a mass scale to bring this very thing about. This is what they're doing. These light workers, they'll go to areas where they have what they call wormholes or portals or stargates or whatever they review that, and they're literally invoking these devils into our plane of existence, which also further defiles the land. It's another thing that's defiling the land that we talked about earlier. So, with the help of the light workers among you, you will have lifted the planetary consciousness sufficiently to make all this possible. Will This will truly be given heaven on earth as your just reward and the work of your own creative powers. Notice that it's all me, me, me-centered. What am I going to get out of it? Oh, wow, I'm so wonderful. Yeah, tell me some more things I want to hear. Tell me what a great person I am. Tell me all the goodies I'm going to get. What do I get behind door one? Well, imagine what's behind door two. You know, it's like some game show we're looking at here. So then it says, it ends by saying, we anticipate the days of revelation with great joy. And the Revelation's capital, so I guess they're going to give us the perverted version of, of the book of Revelation. And then it's signed by, this is even best, it's, here's how it's signed. Your mother slash father God. <laughs> Which is a gigantic theme in occultism. And a lot of different religions believe in the whole divine feminine. The Shekinah glory, Shekinah, that is based in the whole mother feminine doctrine. If you don't believe that, I'm sorry, but that came out of the whole Pentecostal and a lot of other stuff. That's not of God. Okay? Um, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But there's a lot of cults and things that believe... Well, you, you look at Baphomet. How Satan is portrayed as Baphomet or the goat of Mendes. 
he's androgynous. He's got both male and female, you know, you know, organs and stuff. Okay, that's how they believe their god is. It's androgynous. It's a hybridization. It's an abomination of what. But hey, think about it. If you were Satan, wouldn't you do that? If you were trying to like pervert anything God ever put out? Sure, yeah, I worship a goat-headed God with both male and female sex organs. Hey, there's no red flags there. You know, what's not Christian about that? No, everything about it is an abomination. So it's, an, it's signed by your mother slash father God, and then my comment was a.k.a. Satan. And then what we have at the end here is a bevy of teachings I have done on this subject. I mean, if you want to get up to speed on this, this will probably take you weeks to listen to all these, but I've got... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, uh, 20, looks like about 23 different links here. Because if, if there's one subject I've talked a lot about, this is one of them. And I mean, I'm not, honestly, I've done a whole lot more. Like if you can Nephilim, which would be a whole other thing you could add into this, that'd be a whole other thing you could look at. Um, so, this is the first time you're hearing this information. Please understand, I provide a lot of other help in this area. I've got 23 different links you can click on of previous studies and PDFs that I've done. And I'll just read you some of these so, so you understand. Uh, one of them, Preparation for Alien UFO Deception in High Gear. That's like four parts. Um... A lot of them, I said stuff in individual current event studies, okay? One of them is, here's a good one, the UFO alien phenomenon. The next great challenge for the church, with a question mark, okay? Because, yeah, I'd say this is a pretty big challenge for the church, and one that the church, for the most part, is totally ill-equipped to even remotely deal with. Another one, I did a six-part teaching entitled, Satan's Agenda for Disclosure, First Contact, that that goes into this subject in depth. Another one, the Vatican, easing humanity toward alien disclosure. We covered that in depth last week on the teachings that I did on the Exo-Vaticana thing. Uh, did one here on Maitreya, uh, discerning the time, the, the signs of the end times, whole bunch of stuff. So anyway, um, there's a lot of teachings there you can avail yourself to. It's all free. PDFs are all free. I'm just trying to get the information out. So we got through all... 27 pages, and I'll go ahead and end this in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. Um, I praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy. I pray, Lord God, that you would um, just help us, Lord, regarding this information, that we would not be deceived in the coming end times, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, that you would give us discernment, Lord God, to be able to separate the truth from the lies, that you would make our path plain, Lord, because of our enemies, that we would know exactly what to do, when to go, when to act, um, that you would hide us from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, as Psalm 64 talks about, Lord, um, that you cleanse us from all sin, Lord God, that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, and that you use the body of Christ mightily, Lord God, 
for your glory and that you would use them to save many souls, that you would use this information wherever your word or your truth is being preached worldwide to save many, many souls, Lord, for the kingdom and that your name be glorified through the body of Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.